This week we've been talking about the events of Holy Week and really everything leads up to today, the day that we know as Good Friday. After Pontius Pilate had condemned Jesus to be put to death, he was led outside of the city where he would be crucified. If you know anything about ancient crucifixions, you know that it was probably one of the most painful and cruel ways to put a person to death that has ever been devised. The person who was crucified didn't die from injury or blood loss. No, as they hung there from that cross, the weight of their body compressed their lungs, making it impossible for them to breathe. And so every time they needed air, they needed to be able to push themselves up with their legs just to be able to get a gasp of air. Well, eventually, after struggling for hours or maybe even days, they eventually got too weak to be able to push themselves up and eventually they suffocated. It was brutal. It was agonizing. It was inhumane. And so it's no wonder that the Romans used crucifixions not just as a a method of execution but as a method of intimidation. As people walked by and saw those criminals suspended between earth and heaven, Rome was sending a very clear message. This is what happens to anyone who dares to disobey. And yet, as we think about the events of Good Friday, it's maybe easy for us to become so focused on the physical agony that Jesus endured that we forget the significance of it all. And so thankfully, the Gospel writers and Jesus himself make sure that we don't miss it. And I want to focus specifically on two of the things that Jesus said while he was hanging there on that cross. First of all, at a certain point in the afternoon, in a very loud voice, Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why would God forsake his own son? Well, it's because sin separates people from a holy God. And on that cross, Jesus was paying for, Jesus was being charged with the sins of the whole world. Jesus' death on the cross isn't just a sad story. It isn't just a a gross miscarriage of justice. It isn't just one more example of people with power oppressing someone with none. No, on that cross, Jesus was being charged with, Jesus was making payment for the sins of the whole world. And that leads to the second thing Jesus said that I want to focus on. Right near the end of his life, Jesus asked for a drink so that his his mouth could be wet and he could muster up one last little bit of strength to be able to say as loud as he possibly could, it is finished. Payment complete. If our sin is pictured as this mountain of debt before God, then Jesus simply didn't make the, the down payment so that the debt collector would get off of our back. He didn't lower the interest rate so that we could be able to afford the monthly payments. No, Jesus paid the whole thing, every last cent. So did it work? Was Jesus right when he said it is finished? You might remember that earlier in the week I mentioned how in the Jewish legal system, every testimony needed to be established by two or three witnesses in order for it to be valid and certain. And it's interesting to note how often in Jesus' life he applied that principle. He would say something about himself, but then he would also appeal to his Father in heaven as his second witness. And on that cross, just before he died, Jesus did that one final time. He cried out, it is finished, paid in full. And then the very last thing that he did was he entrusted his life to his Father in heaven. He committed that final verdict to a second witness. And as we know, just a few days later, the Father in heaven would say exactly the same thing. See, as we remember Good Friday today, we don't spend our time pretending for the next 48 hours that we don't know how everything turned out. 
No, in fact, the only reason we remember Good Friday in the first place is because we do know how it turned out. You might say that we look at Good Friday already with our Easter Sunday goggles on. On Good Friday, Jesus entrusted that final verdict to that second witness. And on Easter Sunday, God the Father said exactly what his son had said on Friday afternoon. It is finished. The truth of our forgiveness is absolutely certain. And that explains what has happened. As I mentioned, in those days, the cross was this symbol of not just torture and pain and agony, but intimidation. As people saw those criminals, they were supposed to look away and get back to their dutiful, obedient lives. And yet, Jesus' crucifixion has changed everything. Now, that cross is a symbol of beauty. We hang it up in our churches and in our homes and around our necks. We look to that cross rather than looking away from it. In fact, it's just as Jesus predicted. He said that when he was lifted up, when he was suspended there between earth and heaven, he would draw all people to himself. Why? Well, because of the two things that Holy Week teaches us. Everything that Jesus went through, he went through willingly. And everything he went through, he went through for you. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here with Time of Grace. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. And we'd love for this podcast to be a blessing to you in the days to come. So if you could share this podcast, subscribe so that every episode ends up in your feed, or just leave us a review, we would love more and more people to hear this message so that their lives can be surrounded and blessed by the grace of God. Thanks again and have a wonderful day.